On this vote, the yeas are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. The ayes have it. <laughs> the yeas have it. Okay, well, we we did it. We the Supreme Court. Now walk it out. Walk it out. Now walk it out. Walk it. That's what Mitch McConnell and them were doing. They walked it out. <laughs> they of sure there. did. They got their ass up out of there quick and in a hurry. The, the whole Republican uh, loose loose neck gang uh, got themselves out <laughs> out of not those chambers loose, very quickly. So you know, hey, oh do what you have gosh. to do. But congratulations to KBJ uh, Supreme Court Justice Kentucky. Y'all, y'all, this KBJ. KBJ. It's I do not like it. It's easy. KBJ. Um, but uh, Katanji Jackson Brown. Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. Oh, KBJ. my bad. Kat- okay, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get with bad. the acronym, girl. Yes. KBJ. <laughs> I, I just hate saying that. KBJ. Um, but congratulations yes. uh, to her and her uh, recent lifetime seat yes. um, on the Supreme Court. And so I'd love like to see it. something here for it. So, so. yeah. Um, so what else are we going to be talking about this we episode? We have a lot to talk about. We have uh, churches that are giving up crazy stuff for Lent. We were just talking about the uh, New York housewives and all of that. Talking so we're definitely that. talking housewives. A, um, a, a longstanding Hollywood feud has now uh, subsided uh, and in so the name of Jesus. we have to talk about all of these yes. things yeah <laughs> all right let's get this show started let's go going on everybody what's up pop stars it's me trent rashad and i'm marcus drew Steele, and you are listening to cold pop another week more drama more it more is everything. crazy it's so much too, is too going much. on yeah what's <laughs> what's the catchphrase here there's so much going there's on so much going on we need to get these shirts made we, <laughs> we really, really do, do. <laughs> um but i mean what's i had up? a good week how's your week my week has been crazy um i don't want to say it's been a bad week but it has not been the ideal week for me okay not ideal says anything okay so but other than that i've been also doing my due diligence as a pop star and catching up on tv yeah 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 yeah. i want to talk lots of good tv (laughs) this week yes um i definitely moon knight debuted on Disney Plus, I think their episode two now is yep. already out, or well, episode three will be coming out this week. Um, a fabulous show, Oscar Isaac doing snaps. the damn thing. He is really, really good at what he's doing right now. And then also finished Severance on yeah. Apple TV. So that was the season finale was this past Friday, and very <laughs> wow. uh, strong episode. I'm actually talking about that today in our I'm ready. Pop, uh spotlight. So I am ready. I definitely want to uh, have some time and get your thoughts on that. What have you been watching? Oh, a little bit of everything. I mean, this week has been crazy reality TV-wise. Uh, so much has been it going has. on with reality television. Um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hill trailer dropped. 
Uh, we saw clips from uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta as well. See, I haven't seen um, that. Atlanta. Yes, those are, those things are starting mm. to slowly leak and come out. Um, Do we have a cast? Oh, uh, we know who the, the cast is who? for Atlanta. So yeah. it's going to be comprised of Drew Sedora. Mm. She's coming back. It okay. will be Kenya, um, Candy, and then Sheree is coming back. And Marlo. And then Marlo is now uh, has her full housewife post. Wow. And then Sanya, Sonya Richardson's Ross. Um, she's the, she's the newcomer. So she's going to be brand new addition. I don't know much about her, but I'm really excited to learn more about her. I think that she's an athlete. She's an Oh, athlete she's a track star. Yeah. Um, so she's, <gasps> she's going to be, gonna on, be this. on there. So she's going to be one of the new housewives on Atlanta. She's um, got like so, holds the record for like the, the most gold medals between yeah, her and Allison Felix. She's that girl. And yeah. So really excited to uh, see that. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is also adding some new people and yes. some new faces. Um, Sheree, uh, Will Smith's first wife, mm -hmm. um, is going to be uh, on the show, uh, featured on the show this uh, season. And so, so really excited about that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, so much has been going on. Uh, Funny or not, we just got finished talking about Beverly Hills. Um, Garcelle mm -hmm. was on a podcast uh, this week. Uh, she was featured on Las Culturistas. Oh, was she? Ebony K. Williams, who um, I'm have to listen to. Also, she was featured on a podcast. Carlo King's brand new and podcast, Reality with the King. She was featured on that, and both kind of sharing their stories of them kind of breaking barriers of both being the first Black housewives to enter right. um, these franchises. These white was franchises. really, yeah, it was really interesting and was some um, had some really great thoughts. And so, I mean, if you are a housewives fan, I definitely recommend going to check out those podcasts. Episodes. Okay. I do want to hear what both of them have to say. So I think I'm yeah. going to listen to that. So, so lots of yeah, lots of stuff going on. I'm feeling good. Drag race is happening. RuPaul's finally sending girls home. <laughs> Sent two queens home. I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. Drag race is what, also upping their ante. Um, have you heard about this? What? With the prize money being um boosted. To what? Yeah. So um it was announced just this just this past week that for the season second, 14 yeah so the second place winner is actually going to get some money this time oh yeah uh it was really cool to hear i think i mean i'm all here for it yeah i've been saying um, that's good yeah so now basically the winner will receive a hundred and fifty thousand dollars okay um which is the highest cash prize i think bb sahar Benet won twenty thousand uh in <laughs> season sorry, one girl. and now the runner-up <laughs> is going to receive fifty thousand Oh yeah, courtesy of Cash App. You know, <laughs> and and let's be real. Do you think at some point they'll get it to a million dollars? I not for a not for a for um, a regular franchise. Season? Yeah, not for a regular season like you this. don't think so. I no, I think that they could get there for like if they really got this. Like they wanted to do this all winners from every. You know, season. I kind mean, it would thing. have to be. A it would have to dollars. be a million. Yeah, because none of them girls. But if are they wanted back it, yeah, they could. They could do it. It would have to be a million. They could do it. Interesting. Yeah, I would watch. I would be interested in that. Yeah. So lots, okay. lots, and lots of stuff going on. Let's move on to our um, beloved segment of this mm. podcast entitled "Woo Chow." This is the moment of the episode where Marcus and I get to go over the top pop culture moments of the week and the things that made us say, okay, Marcus, I'm going to let you go first. And I, what I'm saying, Wu Chow, too, everybody has already seen and said Wu Chow. 
let's take just all take a look at these um behind the scene photos from creed 3 with jonathan majors okay now and um whatever that other boy's name is don't get your lip busted over here <laughs> lusting after people because i know jlt is not gonna have any baby, of that baby y'all and y'all already know i've already said that i've seen it for jonathan majors and look at the material i mean this doesn't really to be said just take a look at them if you haven't seen them they are wonderful photos uh yeah and that is a great woo chow for me wow. a positive woo chow for once <laughs> child this this lust woo chow this, this lust you i hear you say you didn't like it though i didn't say that i'm not gonna say that but yeah, yeah. um uh, exactly. all right so for me the first thing i want to talk about is miss paula Patton. All right, now, I saw this. Definitely not Paula Dean. Okay, De- girl, definitely not with not these recipes. Nobody's chef, but actress Paula Patton, who we all know from um, the Jump Jump in the Broom uh, movie, and she's married done to a Robin Thicke. She's done a lot of other stuff too, uh, but went viral this past week for her fried chicken recipe. So apparently, baby girl was trying to fry some chicken for her son's school. Uh, and using her mom's point, recipe and using her mom's recipe uh shout out to miss joyce Patton. uh but she was doing this she's kind of did like a little video tutorial and <laughs> the video tutorial wasn't what is what was sending me it was the reaction videos to the tutorial yeah because she was not washing the chicken she didn't wash the chicken long enough people were saying and then she didn't season the chicken before putting it in the yeah, oil. I would say that was the big no-no for me. And so, it was the but she did come back seasoning. later with her lorries and was like putting it while the chicken was in the oil. And people I was just like, you just we don't fry chicken like that. What are you yeah. talking about? You just going to make um, the oil turn so brown. So it was black. very um, interesting. What yeah. did you think about it? I, as, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, because I... I'm still questioning this whole washing chicken thing. Like I do wash my chicken, but sometimes I think, you know, if, if it's if it's going in heat anyway, and like it's yeah. killing all of the germs anyway, does yeah. the washing the chicken really matter? Uh, that to lay that besides the point, seasoning is like the the biggest thing. And as right. soon as she put the chicken in there and then seasoned the oil, I was like, oh no, this yeah. is just going to do nothing but burn. Definitely not, not no. definitely not what I'm used to. And I don't even, I'm not interested in tasting the chicken. She Mm-mm. came back later a couple of days on uh, social media and she did a video and she was like, you know, she was really actually really cute about it. She was like, you know, this was my mom's recipe and we may do it a little different, but I'm going to stick to it. But I'm, you know, I'm happy to take suggestions from anyone else. <laughs> it was, she handled it very well. And yeah. so she kind of just took fun. it I mean, and it yeah. was, yeah, it was very cute i love social it. media but uh definitely a woo chow moment for me woo chow. um you know i'm not a sports sports caster but we got to talk about tiger 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 with y'all um <laughs> back at the masters again this yep. uh past week um as of we're recording this during day two i think by the time this airs hell they might be done i think it's only like three four days so um but tiger is back you know after what did you say i said i have no clue about that masters just bear with me just bear with me this is tiger woods first masters since 2020 um which is continuing on and you know what all the tiger's been through like he had that big car accident and hurt his leg and had to go through rehab and 
Before yeah. that, you know, we obviously know about the incident with his ex-wife. What do you think about this um, and this return of his? He, From what I saw, he was doing well the I first mean, day. He definitely and so well is the, the comeback kid. Yeah. Um, he's done this return a couple of times. You know, he after has. scandal, after scandal, after scandal. Um, he's been able to come back and we know that he is the greatest i mean he is the greatest out there at what he does um, absolutely and so you know for him to come back and demonstrate that resiliency i think is an important example yeah um i um nope i'm not gonna say that am i gonna say that i'm gonna say that okay i think that uh We've hit a pattern with um, Tiger Woods, and I think that he's been able to leverage the comeback story um, quite a few times. I'm not saying that he does it on purpose, but I think that he, you know, he works hard, but he also parties hard. And so this is the last comeback story I want, Tiger. I, just, I think this I don't is the last tournament. Else. I don't think I, I don't. See I think after else. this, he's definitely probably going to retire. I mean, if you don't win, golf until they're what? like very old but like it's putting a lot of strain on his body like he even has like a visible limp like you can tell like his leg is still so then why do so why keep going uh, exactly that's what i'm saying like i think but he came back to see if he i think could he really it. likes the cut i and think he really likes to leverage the, the story i guess because we'll why see. would you why else i mean if you are doing this you you couldn't have you couldn't need any more money <sighs> I'm not, I'm not in his pocket. Maybe I don't it's know. Just I don't know that the lady. love of golf. Maybe it's just because he loves golf so much, and so he's not really no, no, walk no, away. No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> buying that. Okay, well, I you know you could do a little putt putt around the house. Well, we and can't you see into we the future. We, nobody so we don't told you to do competitions. <laughs> All right, what else do you have? Okay, I'm now taking it to Florida because. I really need to talk it's to y'all about uh, Miss Bristol, um, who is who was a potential juror for the Parkland shooting case. Um, so in Fort Lauderdale, they're currently going through jury selection for um, the Nicholas Cruz trial. Uh, Nicholas Cruz was uh, the Parkland school shooter. Um, yes. And so with this, they're now trying to figure out people who will serve on his jury to decide whether he goes to jail um, for life or he'll receive the death pe- death penalty um so miss bristol came for her interview before the court uh and ca- baby girl dropped one of the most interesting excuses Excuse me? <laughs> that i've ever heard in order to get out of jury duty and i want to make sure that i am quoting her right i don't want anything to be this is from dailymail.com who kind of just provided us a transcript of the court proceedings um in which miss bristol comes and she's to the judge plain as day says uh i have some conflicts because of my birthday and she said july 2nd is my birthday july 4th is my son's and the 18th is my other son's and i need to figure out something because i also have my sugar daddy that i see every day (laughs) The judge was like, at um, which point the judge whoa, said, whoa, whoa. the judge said, too fast. She said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Let's... then Miss Bristol, just to clarify, said, my sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, she she definitely let it be known. And she went on to explain to the judge that she did have a husband, but that she also had a sugar daddy that she was required to see every day. Um, I mean, you can't make this up. You really can't like. I mean, I, you, I guess you could if you wanted to get out of jury duty. But why? 
why do this? She sounded like she was from one of the islands, too. Let me tell you something. They, when she had to go up there and tell the truth, nothing <laughs> but the truth and the whole truth, that's exactly what she did, okay? She really did. She um, said, no, nah, y'all not going to catch me <laughs> lying up in here. Let me let y'all know right now. I got a sugar daddy. I wanted a sugar daddy. I'm busy is basically <laughs> what she's saying. I am busy. I could. I just can't believe that somebody would come up there with this. And I definitely want to know the aftermath. Unfortunately, because, you know, jurors have to remain um, anonymous. We didn't get to see her actual Do face in the video. Do we know if she video. got picked? I don't think that she got picked. I think she, she was released was she that released? day. She let them know. Because the 2nd, the 4th, and the 18th was not going to work for her. And then she also had uh, a dick appointment with the sugar daddy <laughs> uh, every day. So oh what can we God. do? Woo child. Child. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so another woo child. We didn't get a chance to talk about this, but I want to talk about the bad boys of Los Angeles on Zeus. I know you've seen the trailer and I know you've heard about this. Listen. And so we never have really got so this is a full genuine first conversation for us. After much prayer <laughs> and Christian counsel, I had decided <laughs> and I have watched the first two episodes oh, have you? of the Bad Boys Club. Okay, good. With my Milan Christopher, my William DeBattis, <laughs> okay. my, my Andrew Caldwell and Absentia. <laughs> so, I don't know who holds the future, but I know who holds my future. I cannot. Thank you. So what do you <laughs> what do you think of like what you've seen? Because I've not watched. A mess. I don't have Zeus. So. A mess. Like really? A mess, but it's you know what it 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 r runs on the um that very thin line of being entertaining and being exploitation and mm. that's just what it is i I, see the exploitation. I uh am entertained but i'm cringing most the of the time. episode because i just like are you laughing with them or are you laughing at them i'm definitely laughing at them so yeah okay um not a so it's Milan Christopher. Hold, oh, yeah. So I got the whole cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Milan Christopher. It is William the Baddest, um, who's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know if you Milan, can see their photos, but Jonathan Wright. Oh, gosh. Jonathan. Uh, wait, who's Jonathan Wright? He is a, a celebrity hairstylist. Oh, yes. Jonathan with the glasses. Dallas, oh, that's my Texas. girl. Yeah. I um, love her. And then Andrew Caldwell, you said. And I thought he wasn't gay. He's delivered. And that's. That, those are his pronouns. And Dylan Woods, some white boy. Dylan got his face scratched up the first 30 minutes. By who? Relly B. Where the money reside. Where the money reside. Curtis Golden. Yes. Rapper slash actor. Mm-hmm. William the Baddest. Do you see William the Baddest photo? A mess. <laughs> Moving on. How did you know that's what I was looking at? Girl, because I that was my exact same reaction. <laughs> Keep it moving. Move on. Uh, Gutta K. Who is Gutta K? Oh, this little. Went viral on the internet. She's kind of banji. Um, or he's kind of banji. I don't know what Gutta K's pronouns are. Most of the time, he's kind of done up. Like, they have him as he on here. Okay. So I mean, he, yeah. So, but he likes to wear wigs and makeup and, yeah. you know, nails and all of that stuff. He's like our little banji, banji girl. Absolutely. Kieran Franklin. So this is Kirk Franklin's son, Gospel son. who is um, going through quite a Everything. identity journey on yeah. this show um, in the first episodes. He does not want to say if he's gay or not. It's, it's no one's business. He, uh, 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> Relly B. <laughs> That's where the money was at. Shout out to him for turning Relly B has came on there and showed his ass and and literally showed his ass in the first fifteen minutes of the show. He has been in the most fights, um, in the in the first two episodes, and the first two episodes basically cover, I want to say maybe six hours. Oh really? Yeah. Six to eight hours of filming. I guess the only thing I will say that's a little unfortunate is that for really be like you got this fifteen minutes off of you know positivity and having fun and stuff, and I don't think this is. I think this is definitely going to tarnish that brand. Oh, y- for sure. This is going to yeah. That's already happened. It's done. Like is, I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, this was maybe the in the, maybe you in the event that down. like no one watches Zeus, that he can just kind of like, you mm. know. No one watches it. But I just yeah. didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know this was the avenue he wanted to go down. Like, I, I, like, I think, oh, you know, you have a... to go with whoever's biting. Anthony Hernandez. Can you get me a description? Anthony Hernandez is the owner of an LGBTQ plus club called House HTX. According to YouTube, the eight Hernandez lost his job at the club he owns during first part of the pandemic. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Rio Scott. An R&B artist. Is he one of the straight ones? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> and Moolah Mo. Maybe some of these people Ooh, aren't Moolah's on the show. too much. Is Moolah on the show? Now, Moolah was already acting up. Moolah is very cute, though. He is. I can see. Mm-hmm. And then ba- Natalie Nunn makes some appearances. Child. She keeps saying. She's like, this ain't my show. This is y'all show. Uh-uh. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. I'm like, girl, you keep showing up. What's but going you're on? here. Cause she had to make a certain amount of appearances yeah. per contract. Yeah. Ooh, child. Okay. I, well, I don't have anything else to say. I've seen enough. Okay. <laughs> I, after further investigation, I have seen enough. I think. I enough. mean, like I said, it is entertaining. I we. I will not be watching. It's very, it's, it is comedy. I'm probably going to show you the first episode after this. So I'm going to let you watch the first episode. I've seen um, over here, and you'll. I'll, you'll be able to kind of go from that. Mm. Okay, I want to talk about the uh, recent 13-year feud that has Let ended. Let rejoice. Yes. So, for those who don't know, Monique and Lee Daniels have officially ended Woo! their long feud um, oh, that's, I mean, started over a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, during her show it's been that long yeah during uh during a recent stand-up show lee daniels actually came on stage with monique at the end um and got on the mic and he said the this is the apology i'm gonna say what he said okay and you tell me what your reaction would be okay i am so sorry for hurting you in any way that i did okay and that was kind of like really it Oh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, he. I, I mean, mean, he kind of. He kept, he went to go on and talk about. It. He was like, he was like, you like you and I were best friends. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, you know. I do remember that part. Yeah. Uh, say it again. That's how it started. I'm so sorry for hurting you in any way that I did. She was my best friend. My best friend. Y'all think that Precious was just that was God working through both of us. Hmm. I mean, so what is so what is the question? What are you asking me? I so I thought I mean I thought it could have been a little bit more in depth. But uh, more, I'm specific. Just going, more specific. More specific. Okay. I'm sorry for lying. <laughs> I apologize. I shouldn't have lied. That was wrong. 
but you know what i think at some point you have to just take what you get what and you just get move and, on yeah you know what you said sorry let's yeah. move on and that's where i'm at and i understand yeah. and monique it was a warm embrace and you know now that she's going to be um it also got released that she's going to be in his new movie demon yeah. house replacing um, octavia spencer yeah and so um I'm glad that they are back together mm-hmm. and that this is going to be bright. And I hope that Monique's road. Um, I really want her to just filled. let's put our head down. Let's start getting back into these roles and getting your name back out there because you number one, Monique is talented and Very she's talented. an Oscar winner. So, you know, she should we should be seeing her in all so kinds of movies. So is Will Smith. And they gave him 10 years. But will that's not gonna stop Will from doing movies? No, it's not. So, so I want to see Monique in more movies. Like she is talented. So I'm. I just wanted to put her head down, get this role done. Let's get try to get some and other work and keep it moving. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to hear Agreed. nothing else about this. I Agreed. just want to see. I want to hear about when the movie comes out. That's what I want to hear. Ooh, child. Ooh. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do, do you? I have one last thing. Let's get into it. Child. Now, this is really going to make you say, Woo child. I want to know what you think about this. Okay. So, it recently came to my attention that uh, First United Church of Oak Park, um, which is pastored by John Egerton. Um, here has, in the Chicago area. Here in Chicago. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or let's say, I just, I just let's say in Oak Park. Specific. Um, okay. Has decided to fast from whiteness. Mm. For Lent. Mm. Okay, so what does that mean? Like, okay, what so is to kind of specifics? go in, so to go into specifics, um, basically saying yes. So uh, it's a, it's going to be a fast from whiteness. Uh, so, for instance, like in terms of the music, there will not be any music that is associated with white people, either written, performed, mm. or anything like that. Um, it went on. There was also talk of. Um, Hold on, let me find it. Give me one second. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, there's not going to be any um, music or anything that can be composed by white people. Anything that comes in 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 terms of music, art, um, or performance will be drawn from African-American traditions, from South African um, freedom songs, or from Native American traditions. Okay. Um, And so, I thought that that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, There seems to be quite some backlash coming their way from other people saying like how can you be exclusionary as a church um but i don't know what are your what are your thoughts on this so my first question would be how did this get out uh there was so it was actually put on social media and the church also erected a sign okay so Um, they promoted they yes they did okay so (laughs) then my next question would be you asked how do i feel about this well are they being exclusionary or are they highlighting or celebrating? Uh, yeah, highlighting slash celebrating specific genres, specific um, ethnicities, you know, and maybe just skewing away from the pop culture, you know, and what's popular and putting more emphasis on things that maybe don't necessarily get that front stage spot. Yes, the that's they, kind so of basically, what and that's kind of what the sign alluded uh-huh. to. So at the at the at the sign, it basically says that they would host worship services uh, surrounding the voices of Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color. So that's kind of yeah, what so it's getting to, highlighting and promoting. They're not being exclusionary. It's uh, 
could this be worded better like a fast from whiteness um i don't know i don't know i, I mean at the end of the day i mean it is what it is are you asking me if do i have an issue with this no 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 i'm not asking if you have an issue because i'm just saying like what like what are your thoughts i don't um, have an issue so with lydia mulkey who is their associate pastor of education she went on uh the church's youtube youtube channel to talk a little bit about it um and basically what she was saying you know in this fast that you know they're not saying that white people can't come or that they're turning people away but this is going to be a time that they would take it's more it's more so a fast of prioritizing white voices right i'm looking at this treat tweet from dr willie j montague and he says oh right Mon yeah okay go ahead he says the chicago church is fasting from whiteness for lent by ditching hymns written by white people jesus capital letters loved everybody and never saw color or race in his teachings pastor john edgerton needs to rethink his calling see i don't again like when you told me this i my first moment the only way the only reason why my mind went to oh are they they're trying to like kick whiteness to the side is because the phrase a fast from whiteness but like once you told me what they were doing oh they're yeah. just highlighting other people besides just white people right. it's, you know so what it's i mean not, so it's not necessarily so it's not, saying like white people cannot be a part of the out. service or anything yeah, like that no. this is more so we're going to take a fast from prioritizing another black history voices. month they're creating uh, another yeah. black history well black month. history but and also indigenous, indigenous and other people, people as well, too. Yeah. As well. Yeah. um so yeah i don't have an issue with this well, do you no i don't have an issue with it either <laughs> i think okay. i i you know what i ha i come from a very cynical like mindset and i'm like there would why would this even be out that's what i asked i said like, how did why this would get this out even why get... would we promote this exactly that and so, i don't agree what with. is you know yeah. what is that about and so because you I wanted like... the discourse you wanted the discourse so you put a sign up and you and i don't want to put it. that on anybody but those are the questions that kind of come right. to mind that i do i agree with because that was my first very first question how but did when this you hear get that out? but when you hear like i'm i'm we're fasting from whiteness for Lent. It's like, like when you say it's that, like, wait, it's what? like, oh, so you're doing away with all white people. That's what it it's seems like, just like. taking a break on the whites. But then, you know, after reading into Which, it. Which, hey, I get it. Sometimes you do need a break from the whiteness. <sighs> so we're just going to do it fast. <laughs> and what, uh, well, uh, oh, child. <laughs> child. <laughs> all right, let's, let's take, take a break. break. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, so take, like, a let's break. take a break on now. We're going to go do communion and take up offering, <laughs> and then we will be back. Uh, with our uh, co-pop episode spotlight, Marcus, what are you? Uh, what are you previewing? I am previewing. I'm still laughing at this. I we're going to talk about impeachment, baby. American oh, crime okay. story. I know we didn't get. We were on hiatus when this show was on, <laughs> but don't worry, baby. I remember. Okay. We're gonna talk about it. Got what it. are you and talking? I'm about? And I'm talking about severance. We're definitely so, gonna talk about that. Too. Yeah, I'm ready. I hope you are too. Okay, yes. we'll be right back. Hey, and we are back. Hello. So it is time for our cold pop. Cold? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was. It's time for our cold pop episode spotlight. Uh, this week, I am talking about Severance. Yeah. This is the Apple TV hit show 
um, that follows the lives of employees of Lumen Industries. Yeah. Um, what is so interesting about this is that all employees of Lumen Industries go through a surgical procedure called severance, in which their memories are surgically divided between home and the office. Now, wait, is it all the employees or just the people on the well, severed floor? You would think that it's all the employees, but what well, we see, are, I don't think but it's see, all but the we're employees. starting to, but no, but what we do, well, we definitely know it's not all the employees because um, Patricia Arquette's character is not severed. Yeah, I think it's just the and, people um, on the severed floor in the basement. And, well, there's whatever. a couple. Well, we found out that there's a couple of floors in in Lumen. Yeah, um, that uh, have have a lot going on. But with this with this show, it's a very interesting take on work life balance. Yes, and uh, it has an incredible cast and crew. A uh, brand new show. I think what's so interesting for me about Severance, just to kind of jump mm. right into it, is that this is completely new. It's yeah. not a reboot of anything. It's not based on a you know a podcast. Or it's a not book. you know this is this is definitely coming Fresh straight from the, from the mind of creator Dan Erickson, um, who I never heard of before. Me doesn't neither. have many projects out there. Um, but had been kind of toiling away in in LA for years in corporate and kind of came up with this idea of like, what if you could just disassociate yourself from your work and it what would happen? And so he came with this and has teamed up with Ben Stiller, who is uh, signed on as executive producer and director. I he directed um, too, yeah. Yeah, and so it's uh, a very... Uh, the best way I can say it is weird. Like, what the fuck is this show? So, so is this a <laughs> is it a workplace drama or a sci fi? I think it is thriller? a. I want. I'm calling this a workplace drama, uh, sci fi thriller, <laughs> because it's and comedy <laughs> as well as and comedy. comedy. Yeah, um, and it's so a little of everything. It, it, it has so much going on with this, and so much is left. I have watched the complete. A series. It's, I mean, the complete season. And so I've seen all nine episodes. Gag. And I think I have more questions ending the season than I started with beginning. Um, I find. I do too. So, yeah, I have so much that I'm still like trying to figure out what is happening. But basically, what happens, and not giving too much away because I don't really want to destroy the plot. You for know, anyone. I'm ready to spoil it all. I know. But um, this cat, it, it follows a, a, a guy named Mark who Mark is. S who is an employee at Lumen and uh, it basically kind of sure we get, we get to see both sides of his world. So he will go into, and his he'll go into, yes, as they call them, any and outies. So uh, when he goes into work, he gets on an elevator and he becomes Mark S who is the, the any who mm-hmm. um, does his work and is in a supervisor uh, role at Lumen. And so basically he's been recently promoted and trying appointed. to make things, yeah. trying to make things happen. But when he leaves and he gets off the elevator, uh, he turns back into his Mark Audi. Scott, who mm-hmm. is this, you know, who's a brother. He uh, was a pro- his history professor um, and is a recent widower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we kind of learn a little bit more about his world and his life uh, through that. But then also what exactly is going on at Lumen Industries? Right. The funny thing about this, and you'll see this from the first you episode, is you questions. never know exactly what, what their job do. is. Yeah. What is their actual what job? What are they doing? And that was one of the biggest questions that I had the entire season. Mm-hmm. What is the job here? Uh, but they kind of start to figure out that things are not as they seem and 
there's a there's probably a larger reason why they don't want them to remember what is going on right. at work. I mean, clearly, so, very obviously so, so. So the crew kind of goes on a, you know, a wild goose chase through Lumen to try to get down to the bottom of it. And so much happens along the way. Um, there's so many great performances. Marcus, what, yeah. what was your thoughts on the initial concept of the show? I think that this show is a masterclass in pacing. Mm-hmm. Like the way that this show was paced out, I went into this the first episode like, okay, this is a workplace drama that you know he wants me to watch. But by the end of the first yeah, episode, I told you, I was yeah. like, I was like, I, I, you need to watch Severance. Yeah, and I was like, I guess. And I looked at the trailer and I was like, okay, let's see what this is. And I started the episode not expecting very much, yeah. but by the end of the first episode. Not only did I have questions, but I was also intrigued. Yeah. You know, this the, over the course of these nine episodes, Dan Erickson and Ben Stiller and the team over there have done an amazing job pacing this out episode by episode so that there are no fillers. There are no filler episodes no. in this season. Like every episode is important. Yeah. And builds off of the previous episode. And because there are so many questions, you are looking to extract yeah, meaning yeah, out of everything. As much information as you can yep. so that to figure out what's going on before the, the characters do. Yep. And so, like, every episode... So, from that standpoint, chef's kiss. Like, I am, I'm invested now. Yeah. Um, there... The other thing I think about this is that while we have this amazing concept that's completely brand new and that's exciting... Um, He's created the beauty of that is he's created an, ent an entire world and yeah. the environment as plain and dull the, as it is. <laughs> yes, at that severed floor, how sterile the environment yeah. is, and Which is how obviously on purpose they kind of create these like this. Basically, it feels mm -hmm. like it could be 1980. It could be far, far into the, the future. Fu yeah, it's you know, very it's out like, of time. You out really of space. don't know. It's yeah. like you know. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen so many short sleeve dress shirts. I've never seen so many fluorescent yeah. lights. Yeah, and it's just because like, Mr. Milicek looked like he's from the '80s. Yes, and it's it's a very it's very interesting in that way in this world that they've created. Um, just with the artwork and the computer technology, you don't really know what time you're in. Yeah. Um, and I thought that that was really interesting. I um, agree. I was I would I would think that the environment, the set, has definitely. It is a it supporting cast member. It definitely sets yeah. the tone. Because it's just as important. It's just as questionable as the story. Like, why Why are these things yeah. look the way that they look? You know? Yeah. yeah. No, but a brilliant cast. That I mean, so Adam Scott leads this cast um, as um, Mark. And then you have mm -hmm. Patricia Arquette, who is Mrs. Cobell. Mm -hmm. And John Turturro is in this as well. Christopher him. Walken. Is Irving. Is, is, is this. Tramel Tillman is, is uh, Melchick. Milchek. So. You have um you have Britt quite Lewis. a cast. Who are your who who are your uh favorites? So that's the other thing. Like it's very refreshing to see a cast work as a team. The, the, like there was not a and I say this in the best way possible, there wasn't a standout. Like everybody worked together to make this show what it was. Yeah. I felt like everybody played their part and knew how their part affected everyone else in the cast and played off of that. And everybody followed that same formula. So, like, it was literally a team effort because the, God, without, without giving anything away, like, the tension and just the moments and the scenarios that a lot of these cast members, these characters were put in and put through, like, 
it works. Like nobody yeah. stood out to me. It was a full team effort to me. Yeah, I really um I can't say that I agree with that, but I def there were definitely some standouts for me. Mm-hmm. Um Britt Lower, who plays Helly, um was incredible. Like yeah. I, for some reason, yeah. I fell in love with her as the season went on. Cause mm-hmm. first if episode I was I like, was, girl, out. <laughs> Get her out. Get her out out of here. We don't need it. Get her out. Negativity. Yeah. Get it out. I was like, somebody speak up and say something. We don't want this. She made me fall in love with her as the season went on. And I thought that like the the journey that her character goes on and figuring out who she really is was super interesting. Um, See, uh, so just as as a point to that, again, everybody else played that part and... I guess like without giving anything away, the juxtaposition between those two characters helped amplify her. And so like, I don't, I don't think that would have been possible. Her, what two characters? Her and who? Her and Mark. And her, oh, her and, and Mark. Uh, uh, Milchek and Coble. Yeah. Uh, like all of them. Like they, the, 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 the tension between them like helped elevate her character yeah. to be what it was. That's what I meant by like a team. Got it. But I, I absolutely agree with you on uh, that. Tremel Tillman, he drove yes. this he he drove the action he's in like a lot the of this he's like the narrator the moderator he was a great um and he plays he played his part well. he plays Melchek, which is kind of like the um general of the of of lumen he is not the he's the second in command basically is he um, because what about think, the security guy i think he i think i think Melchek is second in command okay that's what i i that's kind of what i took it as because as soon as he, you know, um, Miss Cobell, if she had a problem, like that was the person that she she went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the security guys just more so as muscle. Okay. Um, but Melchek Tremel Tillman did the damn thing yeah. with this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will never think I will keep music dance experience <laughs> in my head all day. And for those who know, who've seen the show, know exactly what I'm talking about. The MDE, but uh, that MDE uh, scene was incredible. I also yeah. enjoyed uh, the sprint in the in yes. the season finale. I said, "Baby, you Jackie Joyner Kersey." I, I mean, yeah. So yeah, he was he Come was on. running, yeah, uh, for literally for his life. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, for his uh, li- well, let's say livelihood. Um, but it was um really interesting. Okay, so yeah. the the last thing I kind of want to talk about is I do want to talk about some of the themes that kind of came out. Okay, and check to see which you know what themes resonated most with you. Um. I think the first thing was the duality of people. You kind of saw um, in these characters because they did not carry memories over from one place to the other, to the it's other. Almost like they, they were, were two different individual they were people, two different people when yeah. they were at work and when they weren't at work. And yeah. I thought that that was an interesting commentary on how we can be, you know, definitely yeah. as humans, we are not necessarily who we are at work. I agree. Um, and you know, we behave very differently, but I thought that that was interesting just in terms of, um, exploring that duality and also with that you don't know who you work with yeah you don't you think you know the people that you work with you, and you can have sitting right next you can to, have relationships for years and years and years as people in lumen have and yeah. it's it's completely different they could be completely different people and so i thought that that was just a eye-opening moment for me and a, and a huge takeaway and plays a huge part in this series too yeah yeah um the other thing for, i don't know personal fulfillment from work 
was another theme that kind of hmm. stuck out to me because, you know, in this world, there is no personal fulfillment from work. You really don't even, a lot of these, they don't know what they do. At, at, that's the main thing. They don't well, even know. I won't what, say everyone. But they don't really know what they people, do. Yeah. Um, the majority of the people that work at, you know, on the server floor at Lumen don't know what it is that they actually do. And so right. you, you're not gaining any kind of personal fulfillment from from your job. And I think for many of us, what we do in, in the jobs that we have are part of our identities. Like that's part that's of true. the DNA. Um, it's true. And so it was it was weird for me because I started to think, you know, could I could I be someone that could go through the pos- the severance process? Right. I thought about that, too. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I mean, like how some they- days I definitely want to <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. Um, but, but I think the way that they treat both your innie and your Audi as two individual people makes me not want to because they, then- they don't even treat the innies as people. And, and and old girl told her, said, you are not a person. But I, I think, how do I say this without giving anything away? I think that is a little unrealistic of certain people in this series because they weren't brainwashed at work. They just no, didn't have these any people memories made the of choice their personal to go through life. It. Yeah. yeah. But you still could think however you wanted to think so i mean at some point if you're not getting fulfillment out of work you start asking questions and being like so what's really going on here i mean like you still have free will to think right yeah in some cases unless you're just there to do the job because i feel like and this is the reason why i just i kind of disagree with that is because i feel like the people that were or that we got to interact with throughout this throughout this season that were worked on the severed floor were not really given free will to do much of anything. They were on, they're on such a tight leash. They literally have people watching them all the time. Well, I don't want to um, say free will to then, do anything, but just to think like and these not questions really, are going for to me emerge. to not even really think like you can't feel like a certain way. They want to change, you know, um, there's a scene that happens in the break room mm-hmm. and it's a very, it's very jarring. Um, because we get to see what happens in terms of like a, a disciplinary action, yeah. um, what happens at this job. Yeah. And it is a literal changing of the mind uh, that happens within this break room as this person is kind of going through the discipline process. And I think for me, that kind of, that speaks to like, they're taking away your will to feel how you feel about certain things and to also kind of, put stops in place because one of the things that they don't want happening on the severed floor is they don't want the teams talking to the other teams so like let's say that i work on let's you know for let's for all intents and purposes let's say i work on the marketing team and and marcus is working on finance team marketing and finance i don't want y'all talking to each other there's no reason why y'all should talk to each other and so because they had put Mm. all of these systems in place for me it just wasn't they're not given the the ability to really think and they they are cogs. I can see that. And, and you know, and Irv being the the senior refine most senior this refiner. Is John he's been there the longest. Yeah. And so it just it, it it continues to make me think about would he would he have changed anything or started asking questions had Helly not arrived. Mm. You know, had someone else 
you know, arrived in That's her spot question. or something, and it was Mark, Dylan, Irv, and this other mm-hmm. person, would they all Trent, still be? Because, you know, I would have kept my head <laughs> down. You know, so I feel like, in a lack of a better sense, because she also has red hair, but she was the match. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was, she the, was the activator. Yeah. She she activated what, yeah. I think everybody else was the gasoline who already had these questions. I, I will also say Mark. saying anything. Mark, but Mark... She had she to activate Mark. She, she had to Mark. she had to activate Mark, but Mark yeah. had the fire in him. Yeah, because he was already asking questions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he still had the, even though he kept all of this under wraps, he still was questioning. Like Mark also really gets a on? visit from an old friend that helps him really activate that as well, too. <laughs> True. So okay, I love this show though. Anything else that you have kind of coming from this? Um, no, I just, the, the, the cast was superb. The acting was great. Um, I had seen Adam Scott in a few things and, you know, I was like, yeah, you can't get the, he definitely, this was a good, this was a, a, a great role for him. Yes. This was this a definitely really great role and he bravo, fit it perfectly bravo. and I was very impressed. Yeah. Um, if you are looking for a show that has a little bit of everything, sci-fi, drama, thriller, comedy, uh, a rom-com, rom-com there's yes, definitely there's some, a rom-com. There's, a, there's a workplace <laughs> romance that I live I loved, for. I love. Okay? I Let love, me tell you love, something. Love. Christopher Walken is out here doing his damn I thing. I love, love, love And he played it. the hell out of his role. <laughs> um, but, the, I mean, it has just a little bit of everything. Check out Severance on Apple TV. Yeah, it's a must see. I I, I tell I'm telling you, I went in the first episode like, okay, what is this shit? I told you. But by the end of the first episode, I was like, wait a minute, hold on, let me let me watch a couple more. So I loved it. Yeah. All right, let's take another break, and then I'll come back with my spotlight TV show. We'll be right back. And we are back. We're back. Okay. I'm still trying to get it. I'm still not over severance, but we must move on <laughs> to another show that I was really obsessed with while we were on hiatus. Um, and it's a show that we were actually both looking forward to watching, yeah. um, given the cast involved. And so I want to talk now about American Crime Story Impeachment Yes, on FX. Um, Ryan Murphy. Yes. This came, this was happening around what? September, October? I think of so. last year, 2021, September, October is when this premiered. Um, a fabulous show. What first off, give me your overall thoughts. What did you think of the show? What did you think? I know this was a show where we like to look stuff up and be like what actually happened, blah, blah, blah. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was a um, great add to the Ryan Murphy America Crime Story yeah, canon. He's had some some really great things be able to come out of this. And I mm-hmm. thought this um, was the first time that I felt like I knew a little bit about yeah, the situation going, going in already. Mm-hmm. But I was also um, intrigued to kind of learn more. And so I went and started to listen to the entire Slow Burn podcast um, uh, to kind of get a yeah. little bit more insight about how everything was happening. But for me, this was a... Um, really 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 great avenue for sarah paulson yeah in which i mean i we could probably talk about it later for sure but this was a great muscles this was a great avenue that kind of just launched her for me into this new space of um and ultimate (laughs) 
I mean, and I always knew that she can act, but I think for this, this at least confirmed the fact that she is the ultimate chameleon. Yeah. Um, she can slip into almost anything and can yeah. take take herself out of it and become a person. Um, and so for me, that's kind of where my initial thoughts rested. That is, that is very well put. Um, the two things I want to talk about is, number one, the main characters of this series, which were Linda Tripp, Monica Lewinsky, Paula Jones, and then Bill and Hillary. Yeah. Um, this scandal <laughs> took place, or the affair between Jesus. Monica and Bill happened between 1995 and 1997. So I was six. And then got exposed in 1998. So I was 10. Um, that's when oh, everything wait. started okay, coming so to light. Oh, six, and then you said 98? Yeah, it was when everything started coming to light. And so the I was press nine. Out okay, so yeah. You were, yeah. I was younger. So what Much do you younger. remember of that? Because I, at 10 years old, I do remember. So my, my go-to... Mm-hmm is um the clip of um bill and monica hugging oh see, that okay. that That's is my mind. go-to because okay. it was and for some reason this is this is what i really remember as a kid is hearing um the clip or them playing the clip of bill and monica hugging mm-hmm. that one day um outside the white at house the little, the little and my mom him, right and my mom was just like why do they keep showing that why do they keep showing that like <laughs> i think she was a bill clinton stan at that time mm-hmm. um and was just you know she she was very much displeased with how the media was What's covering the situation okay and that that is probably my biggest takeaway from this. Mm -hmm. I think after what I remember going forward are just all of the TV jokes and um, stand-up comedy jokes that were made about uh, Bill and and Monica. And that's kind of what informed my understanding of the situation because Mm -hmm. I wasn't watching like State of the Union addresses or anything like that, but kind of me consuming pop culture, that's how I became informed about what was going on. Interesting. See, I see. I thought you were going to say something different because my, but th- that's very interesting that that is your vivid memory because it's tied to a reaction with your mom and what she had to it. And it's for me, my, when I, when I think of Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is NBC news with, um, I forget, I forget who was the anchor at the time and Bill Clinton holding the press conference i did not have sexual relations with that woman mm. that always sticks out to me is something i vividly remember okay. like watching on tv and being like okay well i don't know what's really going on here <laughs> but like this is something yeah. you know i didn't really know or understand what impeachment was at the time or anything like that but yeah watching that and then also the late night comics like what you were saying starting yeah. to see the jokes pour in on jay leno and uh, SNL and Matt TV and, yeah, and all of that. Yeah, there was a lot. And that's kind of what I used to kind of help yeah. understand what was going on. Interesting. Okay, so did you know what impeachment was at the time or Absolutely how big of a not. deal it was? I did not know. Didn't know he was impeached. Didn't understand it. Didn't know. Did you know what anybody else was saying like around you or anything like that? Not really. Or I don't. Remember? I mean, I don't really take... I'm trying to think back if there was like something that I knew um, about. I just not not necessarily the impeachment part. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember their conversation being there's like conversations around him being impeached or what that meant. But um, I 
you know, as I got older and older, um, understood kind of what the stain for Bill was. Um, Yeah. And just kind of, you know, yeah. I I mean, that that, that was, that is defined the presidency. Um, beyond, beyond the media and like what I saw on the news or like the late night stuff, that's all I knew either. I didn't know any of these play. I didn't who Linda Tripp was. Didn't really know. I'd obviously seen Monica Lewinsky's face on you know TV every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really understand Paula Jones's role in this um, or the Clintons or the or Hillary's role. You know, I just Bill and Monica were the two that you know, was plastered on TV every other day. And so that's Mon- what I yeah. remember. Um, so then let's get into the story arcs really quick. And we don't have okay. to go into detail, but let's take um, okay. Linda Tripp, for example. What did you think of Sarah's performance in this and then just Linda Tripp's overall story arc and the role she played in this scandal? What I thought was so interesting is that there were um, shades of this. And now, I mean, the fact that I'm still kind of, you know, I had these things top of brain, mm-hmm. Um, in regards to Linda's story arc, you you do get to see a little insight um, on both sides, right? So, yeah. th- I mean, I thought Ryan Murphy did a really great job of showcasing who Linda was as a mom. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that was kind of like the main focus for her was mom and being that. But then also this total ambitious side of her wanting to kind of keep this... Um, keep her name she, in the DC she, scene. Yeah, because she you know place white in the white house, house and yeah. what she was willing to do in order yeah. to do to stay there and to get that yeah um and that was you know that was something that was interesting because i don't think going in i really knew a motive for linda as to why she would want to you know do this to this 20 year old something girl right um but do you think she th- really thought that she was right like that she thought the public was going to be on her side i don't no, I think that I want to say I want to say that Lyndon knew that this would that Bill Clinton was a very popular president and that this was going she was going to get some backlash from this. Mm-hmm. I think I want to say she had she to know a lot of backlash. she is not she's not a, a dumb woman. She had to know that this was going to be um a lot a lot for her i don't think that she probably anticipated the amount that came Mm -hmm. but she she definitely had to anticipate that this was going to be negative for her okay and then what did you think about uh sarah paulson in this role like i said i think sarah paulson killed it if she i mean nominated yeah wins and kind of moves on i like this was definitely emmy nomination yeah this was this was a very dope performance uh from sarah paulson and just another tally mark as to how she can kind of just come in and do some incredible work i um i think because so much of it focused on her and monica right that she centered a lot of um a lot of the action and a lot of the plot that was happening around you know linda and her um what should I, how, what do I want to say? Delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Do you, okay. Yeah, I want to take yeah. you back to a certain time mm-hmm. in which, um, she is starting to be recognized in the public yeah. as far as who she, like what she, the it, role she played, the role that she played yeah. in all of this. And she's hiding out at hotel. Um, which was weird, which yeah, definitely was weird. I was like, okay, girl. But 
in that same sense, someone who might be mortified with all of this going on and just kind of want to shy away from, she's consumed with the media coverage. Yeah, absolutely. She wants to know who's saying her name and where it's at. And to me, that it's, I don't know. It it was a, um, it's unfortunate to see, but then also it's, once again, adding to the narrative of, um, you know, Sarah Paulson being just a, um, I lost my train of thought, but Sarah Paulson just being a a person that can kind of give you both ends and give you both sides mm-hmm. of a complex character. And, and then so, and now in real life, Linda Tripp did pass away. Um, I don't remember what year she passed away though, but it was like sort of recent, wasn't it? Uh, in the I think past so, 10 yeah. years? I think, oh yeah, definitely. Or, I mean, would, dare I say five? Hold on, I'll look it up. Okay. But, um, what I was trying to say with that was that because she centered a lot of that action around her and Monica, she could be totally narcissistic, but then also kind of play the big sister to right, Monica. Right. And I, that, that to me but was that just kind like, of seemed a little methodical. Did, at first, to me, if you you're in a workplace, and if you are at a workplace, maybe so because she didn't know, she didn't who know anybody. Was. She didn't, she didn't know the girl from a can of paint. Yeah. What she, I think she did happen to roll up on it when she found out when Monica finally let her know who she was talking with, mm-hmm. um, that she, you know, finally was like, yeah, I need to, <laughs> this is going to be my ticket in. This is going to be my ticket back to the white house. Random question. If Monica had never told Linda and just oh, kept baby. it to herself, would any of this have happened? She would be CEO of Revlon. She'd be CEO <laughs> of something in New York. She'd be at that. She would have did that internship. She would have, Bill would have put her in every room, place, thing that she needed to be had she kept her mouth shut. But that's just not what, mm-hmm. that's just not what happened. Um, and I don't know if, I want to say that had she kept her mouth shut, I think she would be fine. I don't think Bill Clinton would be fine because as we get to see later on in the show, he had many transgressions and right. was just being With reckless women. Yeah. Um, during Allegedly. his time there, you know? Allegedly. Um, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll listen to Slow Burn. You ain't going to convince me <laughs> nothing different. I don't want to go through all the characters, but the other one I just wanted to hit up really because we already, already know Monica's story. Um, it's been everywhere. And then we also know the Clintons part. She died April 8th, 2020. She died today. Two years ago today. Oh, my God. She died two years ago today. What are the odds? Wow. And you choose today to evoke her spirit. <laughs> I mean, Rise, I, we Linda. didn't say anything bad about her. Rise, Linda. <laughs> oh, so you part of the craft now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Light as a feather. Light as a feather. Um, anyways, we didn't say anything bad about Linda. I mean, not that it, it didn't already happen. Um, but the other character I wanted to talk about, Paula Jones. I had Baby. no idea. Okay, so don't ask. She went through all so of I'm this. Really, okay, and so... This may be problematic. Okay. So I really, so how I shared, I really didn't know what was going on with all of the. Um, like when it happened or. But I did know who Paula Jones was. I didn't. See, I, I had I had only found out about Paula Jones after Monica had already came forward. And then Paula, I guess, got thrusted back into the spotlight. I knew Paula Jones from the magazine. From Penthouse. That's how I knew. And now, now you can. <laughs> Say what you want. You want to judge me? I didn't know whatever. she played. She posed for I Penthouse. Did. I did. 
I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, well, this is. Um, who was the lady that was manipulating her? Uh, that's Judith Ju- Light's yeah, character. Judith Light's character. Um, I forget what her actual name is. She was real sneaky. She's definitely, yeah, she was very sneaky. Snake oil. But I loved Annalie Ashford's portrayal yes. of Paula Jones. I think yes. that she did an amazing job. Um, what I loved about this is the arc that we get to see Paula Jones kind of go through mm-hmm. um, as being a very, in kind of a toxic, volatile relationship with this guy that is really... Isn't it her husband? Her husband that kind yeah. of like, you know, really pressed her on right. going Coming public and, going and, public and, and yeah. you know... So that they can get some money. But really wasn't there to kind of do the support along the way. Right. Or got um, jealous when she started getting the popularity. Yeah. And then to kind of see her kind of go from that to uh, be with Judith Judith Light's character, mm-hmm. um, who was also trying to take advantage of her and kind of, you know, she she, she had to find her independence. It's and wild. I think that that was probably the, the most endearing, uplifting part yeah. of American Crime Story. Yeah. Of some, I, and I mean, I guess, do, do, is, it, is it reasonable to say that she was naive and thinking that these people were there to help her. Yeah, I mean, and we see the naivety, um, the naivete. Naive, I say naivete. Uh, on, um, at that very first press conference. Oh, yeah, right. Clearly. Which was just a train wreck. Oh, my Jesus. So, okay. Um, the, we can wrap this up. I wanted to just, what are your, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on American Crime Story as a whole. Now, we've gone through, this is season three impeachment, yeah. which to me, for me, is probably the better season out of the three. Oh, really? But out of the People versus OJ, which was season one, and then the assassination of Versace, um, season two, and then impeachment season three, do you have a favorite season of this anthology series? Oh, gosh. I love them all for different reasons. Um, so Ricky Martin was in the Versace, and then Cuba Gooding Jr. was in OJ. Yeah. And then, obviously, this new girl. Yeah, no, I love them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my strongest cast would probably go to American Crime Story Impeachment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. I think Beanie Feldstein also did a hell of a job yeah. as Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. Um, I, I So that would go for best cast. I would probably give um, the people of OJ... Um, the people versus OJ probably like best ensemble okay. because you have Sarah, you had uh, Cuba, you had um, Dave Schwimmer. Who's the What's is the, it David um, Schwimmer? Yeah, yes, who played uh, Robert Kardashian. You have uh, From, Courtney B. Vance who plays Courtney Chris B. Darden. Yeah. You, I mean, it was just it was incredible. Yeah, uh, was casting cast. for that Ma- Malcolm Jamal uh, Warner was in it as well. Like it was just a, a very amazing cast. They had and a then, good cast too. Um, I think, I think assassination of uh, Gianni Versace was just the sexiest thing ever. I mean, you had right. Ricky Martin, you had Darren Chris, you had all of these, you know, these men just uh, in Miami. <laughs> um, and so, you know, mm-hmm. I love it for that. So, okay. So it's hard for me to pick one. I, I I might agree with you and say impeachment's probably the best uh, story, at least, because mm-hmm. it was just, um, I mean, it was really powerful how they told it. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. It just stood out to me. And, and I, that's not to say I agree with you that the other seasons were bad. I just, this impeachment was just on a whole nother level for me yeah. with the acting. 
Um, I, I really loved this series and I just wanted to get my chance to express how much I loved it. And just I what I'm seeing from these two shows from uh, Severance and Impeachment, I am definitely drawn to strong acting shows like people who just yeah. throw down like Patricia Arquette and Adam Scott and Severance and then having fucking Sarah Paulson and Beanie Feldstein and and, and Pete, like the girls are acting. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> this is acting, are giving it, you know. Now, do you feel like this is going to get the uh, awards that it's due? Because it is Ryan Murphy. It is. I think <laughs> no shade, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. I think the the show itself getting an Emmy nod is up in the air. I could see it getting one, I but I wouldn't Sarah's be shocked. I definitely think Sarah's going to get one, and I think Beanie Feldstein may she might may shock and get one as well because they two were obviously the standouts of impeachment for me. So yeah, but then that's again to say who's to say that in Severance? I mean Patricia Arquette and Adam Scott get an Emmy nod. This is a TV show. I don't know. You you already said that it wasn't a standout for you. I'm not saying. Well, I'm just saying like their build is like the they're on the posters. They're the main cat. I guess build as the main cast. So I mean, think about Patricia Arquette's um, accent. Oh, yeah. in his <laughs> mark, <laughs> mark. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Let's go. All right, let's take a break. Yes. And uh, when we come back, we will come back with our signature Woo-hoo. segment, Fizz or Flat. We'll be right back. All righty, and we're back. What do we got next? It's time for Fizz or Flat. Uh, so this is the moment of the show where Marcus and I go over the top pop culture moments and we give them a fizz if we're feeling them or a flat if we're not. Um, Marcus, what do you have up first? Tree me like a tree me. And you know I do the right. Yeah, you don't <laughs> know the lyrics. lyrics. I don't know the lyrics yet. It just came out. Okay. I, but I will. Chloe Bailey, treat me. The song is hot. The video is hot. I think if she paces this right, this could be a song of the summer. Absolutely. It's really short. It's a it short, is short song. It is a short song, but it, it 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 gets in, it gives you something, and then it gets out. I really like the video. I thought the video was beautiful. Um yes. she looks amazing. Great. Um Chloe's really digging her heels into this, you know, kind of showing more of her sexual side. Yeah. Which, hey. you know, I think a lot of people have always been like, oh, I don't know if that's the route she wants to go. Why well, not? It no, is. because y'all don't She's need doing to it. you don't <laughs> We don't necessarily, I've been thinking about this and I'm like, I have to, we don't necessarily need to put her, we want to put her in that box. Stop. Um, it. because we see her on Freeform and we see her doing, you know, stuff with Chloe and Hallie and we want to say that, oh, well, this is where, this is what you're supposed to be doing right now. Because what we've seen is, right. you know, from other blueprints out there is that this is the time where you are America's sweetheart. And then once you get, right. once you become uh, 40 you can really do the then music you, you, you want to do yeah and that's just i mean that's that's a little crazy to say okay yeah, i um, agree and so i think you know with this she's really digging her heels into exploring that sexual shot sexual side and showing us you know she's got a she's got a booty and she is proud of it yeah um because i mean it was just ass 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 <laughs> ass on the video but i'm not i'm not mad at it i thought she looked amazing and I'm also interested to see um, 
there seems to be a connecting thread between this and have mercy. Yes. Um, I'm, yes. Yeah. I, that's why I said I get I said I get what her sound is now. I get it because there are element the, the have, have mercy and treat me are two completely different songs. But yet there's something mm-hmm. that is like, hmm. Yeah. These are connected. Yeah. I don't know if it's um, the stacking of the vocals. I don't know if it's the how they're um what do, what do you call it? Composing the song. It's but that, you hit the but nail then the also head. the sampling um that they use and, and you know, yeah. just the you know, the samples that she chooses to kind to kind of bring in on the production end. Um, but you know, I I'm not mad at I it. I think I like it. So are we getting an album? It's what it looks like. Okay. I mean, like I said, I, to me, I, 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 what I need to do is start doing a better job of looking at these ladies as individuals and stop trying to compare them to someone else. And I'm working yeah. on that. And so what I'm going to do is is just fo- solely focus on Chloe and the fact that to me, this is how you start a career. Okay. This is how you go solo and you give the girls a little something with a video and then you let that run its course, and but you immediately have a follow-up. You know, there's no questions about it. There's no asking about it. The follow-up is right there. And it's another hot song. It's another song that is, again, you want people... There's not many people who can do what Adele does. Right. Give you a sad song and everybody go out. and Adele may be the only one who can do that. Yeah. Because that's her thing. Yeah. But any of these other girls coming out here and giving you a sad song or a mid-tempo or slow song when you're trying to get your name out to the masses, I don't necessarily think that that's the way to go. I, hmm. I, I, mean, I mean, once again, we have to operate knowing that she has the... She's got she the has, machine. She's got the machine with her. She's got and the I love best it. people around. I love it. Um, I'm, I am curious if we get an album... I think we will. Um, just what, you know, what that will look like and kind of I think we will. what trajectory or that will EP. send her on. Yeah. Um, and so I, that that's the, I, you're hitting all of the notes that I want to talk about and you're not you don't even know the trajectory. Yeah. This is I to me for me personally, this was on purpose. I think Chloe and Hallie and their family and Parkwood all sat down and said, "Here's how we want the next 10 years to play out." Um, we have a little bit of a buzz, but we need more buzz on you girls. And so let's put you in a group. And, you know, obviously the unforeseen circumstances of the pandemic, which actually played in their favor because it only kind of boosted that visibility more because they always had a, a video out. Mm-hmm. Or I think, a virtual performance. Or a virtual performance. I think that they put them in that group for an extended period of time. And then they said, what do you want to do? Hallie wanted to act. Chloe wanted to do a solo career. Yeah. And so Hallie got, I don't want to say she got lucky because she's talented, but got the ability, the opportunity of a lifetime to be Ariel in Little Mermaid. Hallie's career is going to skyrocket once this movie goes out. And like, she's going to get roles left and right. I think Chloe knew that. And Chloe knew that she wanted to go the music route. And so I think that they plotted, they've had this plotted out. Mm -hmm. And like, this is not by accident. Yeah, no, I mean, I I definitely agree. It's definitely um some a plan that's uh, there's a plan out there. Absolutely. Um, and so yeah, I'm interested to kind of see where it leads for them. Treat me gets a total fizz. Yeah, I'll give it a fizz as well. 
Um, what um, you got? So I wanted to get your thoughts about the article that recently came out in New York Magazine um, regarding the Black oh, Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And so um, this past week, there was an article that surfaced um, talking about Black Lives Matter and alluding to the misappropriation of funds. That's basically what it's getting down to. I mean, the headline is Black Lives Matter secretly bought a $6 million house. I see. Um, with this, so Sean, uh, Sean Campbell is the, um, is the author of the article and kind of takes us through uh, the journey of the Black Lives Matter movement and really focuses it and names specifically the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement um, or past leaders, I should say, because some of these are no, some of the leaders are no longer affiliated with Black Lives Matter. But um, in the in the article, directly names Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Melina Abdullah mm-hmm. um, as uh, those kind of most visible leaders of the movement. Um, in uh, in in uh, twenty twenty there was a video that surfaced of these three women um, at this house, which was just not reading right now. That was just not acknowledged. They didn't make any inferences to the house, but uh, people had did some digging 6,500 square feet and saw that they black lives matter had actually purchased a um, mansion in, in Los Angeles um, as, as Marcus alluded to 6,500 square feet uh, with half a dozen bedrooms uh, several bathrooms and fireplaces, a soundstage, a pool, a bungalow, and parking for more than 20 cars. Um, what do you need all of this Questions for? were raised as to, you know, exactly why had this not been reported previously and, you know, in pre, um, past, like, tax forms and documentation. In cash, um, too. <laughs> and so there, there, are a couple of, there are a couple of things that had people have kind of, like, raised their eyebrows at. Um, the first thing is how they reference this home. And so it's not referenced as a home in any of the documentation. And when the leaders are talking about this, it's described as a campus. Um, and the initial idea was to have this as a um, security house for those leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement who mm-hmm. needed to kind of have sanctuary, a safe space. Um, you know, you know, they get threatened and things like that. They need to have somewhere safe to go. Right. Um, so this was a that was part of the purpose was a safe house. The second part of this um, home was to be, or I should say campus, excuse me. Say a campus. It's a campus um, should, uh, was for the black joy fellowship. Um, so this was going to kind of be an influencer creator space where they could come make videos, uh, make, create content, um, for, you know, that kind of helped elevate the message of black lives matter. Um, so with that, there was a statement that was that was put out that um, the initial purchase of the house actually happened way before 2020. Mm. Um, and like like we said, it wasn't documented, but then it recently came out that they were basically trying to do renovations and things on the house, and that's why it was not publicized. Black Lives Matter had came out and said, we did not publicize it because ser- several things needed to happen with the home before we went out and we introduced this, these programs. Um, I found it also interesting that the Black, the Black Joy Fellowship mm-hmm. 
was just announced April 1st of 2022. Yeah, I, you're so, just saying exactly what I'm reading. So yeah. basically what has happened yeah, I is like... Hear about this. So <clears throat> what I will say is, yes, there definitely are some questions raised. And Sean, Sean Campbell goes on in the article to talk a lot about maybe some of the inconsistencies and things that maybe seem iffy. Right. What I will say is throughout all of this article, there's no legitimate... There's no like legitimate proof of misappropriation of funds. Right. Okay. While he does name names and he does as a campus. Yes. And he does, you know, he kind of goes through a little bit of the the timeline on this. There is no legitimate evidence of misappropriation of funds. And so, I mean, basically what this article is doing is it's just raising questions. Marcus, what are your thoughts in terms of how this how this article either diminishes or um derails the BLM movement. Well, I'm literally just now learning about this. Uh, so I don't know how I, I don't know if I'll be able to answer that. I just find it derail. interesting. That, this is my thing. And so while this has, while this is kind of, you know, it's, it's a new development. I don't know if this was the way to go about um, coming for Black Lives Matter. I don't I don't know if this article was the way to do that. I wish well, you know what I wish? I wish they I wish that there would have been given the benefit of the doubt and an opportunity to explain some of these things before taking it to taking it to the public. Well, I I, I and let me say this because uh who do you say the author Sean Campbell? Sean Campbell. Come on, um, yeah, come on, journalist, tell me. He is a, as I was getting ready to say, he come on, is journalist. a journalist. And, you know, as a journalist, it is your journalistic duty to nothing is immune to being researched or looked into, regardless if you're a Black Lives Matter organization or it's the Pope's personal fundraiser. You know, mm-hmm. if if some if a journalist has suspicion that something is going on, they have every right to look into that company slash organization and bring those facts to light let me press you on this then okay no go ahead finish your thought i i I was getting ready to say i haven't read the entire article but i'm still making my way through of it but the the majority that i have read while it is naming these ladies like you said it's not necessarily being accusatory or blaming them but maybe acknowledging that something looks weird and maybe now's the chance that somebody should come forward and explain this. Which brings me to my next question for you. Okay. So, yes, because he's not, he's, but he does name, but he yeah. does not directly, you know, accuse anyone. You know, you know, allege the, anything of them. Yeah. But this, the use of the word secrecy and secret a few times in this article kind of actually implies, implies that there doing. is something that is going on. It kind of implies And so wrongdoing. I think, you know, I'm not going to say responsibility i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit up here and preach about journalist responsibility i'm not a journalist but what i can say is is that there definitely was a um it's a little guided um in some of the in some of the word choice and so then let me respond to that by saying there are reports that i mean facts that this house purchase is not reflected on the records and so it was not immediately no and then secondly, the fact that it was bought in cash, that big, I think you would want a receipt and a, a, a physical 
paper trail of a transaction that big, especially if the organization they is might have that purchasing I mean, it. So why buy it in cash? Why not write a check so that it, it is reflected that the BLM organization did purchase this house for the means of it being a campus for a safe house for people who need to come there plus slash influencer house is what he says in here yeah. for um uh black plot oh, oh, like he, create like content used, creators oh, black content yeah, creators yeah he used yeah. the word in here that i forget what he said i forgot what he said though but yeah so i mean like you would there's no different than big brothers big sisters or the ymca or anything like that you would want like a record to have that reflected on for number one for tax purposes yeah because you are an organization you know um i don't think the, is blm a non-profit so they are so they are a non-profit they do they, they so are, are tax exempt but they are a they're not a charity okay they right. are a political organization right. so they still have to pay taxes so i these are legitimate questions that need answers and the fact that they weren't readily available upon simple research into like a company's spending records does raise questions and does kind of imply that it was purposefully kept out which you know secret may not have been the word to use maybe it should have said this was purposefully was this purposefully left out formatted as a question was this purposefully left out of the record there was something wait hold on i'm gonna pull it up and then give them a chance to respond to that and you know clear up any misdoings or wrong handlings of finances of money that are clearly supposed to be reflective of the BLM organization. So the other thing that I did not add, and I okay. I didn't mean to leave this out, but two of the people that he actually named are actually no longer affiliated with Black Lives Matter movement. So Alicia Garza has not been with the movement um, for almost five years. Okay. And Patrice Cullors actually submitted her resignation in june of 2021 it, it means nothing if you were there when this was purchased i don't care if you have no involvement with the organization 10 years if you were actively there when this was purchased and involved in that you, you were going to be named and you're still going to be held responsible if there's wrongdoing yeah yeah no, so i mean that I, doesn't I, change a I, thing i, I for definitely me. agree with that i just well elite so alicia wouldn't have been there when the house was purchased Okay. Okay. Uh, but Patrice was, yeah, and Melina Abdullah was. Mm -hmm. So why wasn't Alicia there? She had left. She had um. She had left to go do her own. Um, she has her own organization now that she runs. And when did she leave? You said again. It's like twenty seven. It was like five years ago. Oh, and the house wasn't purchased until twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So then that's questionable. Why is Alicia Garza named? But I mean, you know, not to, we don't we don't have to do a full debrief on this. I'm okay. just saying, you know, no, it's interesting. It's a, it's I've a very interesting to BLM several um, times. So I'm definitely intrigued. And I just know that for a movement like this, there's already going to be eyes and people that are going to be ready to kind of throw down anything and want to discredit it just because mm -hmm. it supports you know um, black lives, but yeah I, I i wasn't crazy about the word choice and how mm -hmm. some of this stuff was yeah. um pictured um portrayed so, or yeah, per, yeah yeah portrayed so it gets a flat for me uh i'm gonna give it a flat but not for the disparagement of the article but if some of these i guess reportings are true that's going to be really unfortunate yeah um I, at the same time blm is no different or is not 
is held to the same standard as any other organization, you know, that is raising money like the Red Cross, yeah. like any of these other organizations. If there is wrongdoings and a misappropriation of funds happening, then we deserve to know. Black Lives Matter movement after the death of George Floyd saw skyrocket. I mean, it was like sixty million dollars. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I've donated multiple times in the past, but like, oh, so you did one of the million? Million what? <laughs> right a million what right. um so i give this a flat just on the fact that if any of these allegations are true then that would be unfortunate got it um quickly i just wanted to we didn't get a chance to talk about it beyonce at the oscars you know it was very cute. i don't want to say it was overshadowed but like obviously the yeah. big talking points was with Will Smith, with his ten-year hiatus, new yeah, I'm saying new update we have on that ten years ban. I'm I'm over it. I I, say, I told you I want to talk about it no more. Um, but Beyonce, fizz, come yeah, give, I give that a fizz. Give yeah. us everything, Mama. Like the we are all waiting. Yeah, on bated breath and bended knee for Beyonce to come back with an album. To like just give us give us our life give us our life this this summer. Um, personally, okay, I would love an album if you know if we're submitting requests. I would love an album. I want a certain type of album though. That's well, all I would say. want a certain. Okay, that's maybe why I'm saying that too. I would like an album like sort of like B Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought B Day was a phenomenal. I want more dance. I want more bops. I want more just fun. And if she's music. like, and it, it, and even if she, for me, if she's like, you know, I can't do a B Day album, y'all. I'm I'm forty. <laughs> like I'm just not trying to. I'm not, I'm not trying anymore. to do that anymore. <laughs> like you could do okay. an album like four, four and I would that's be what happy. Say four, give us something vibey like four. Yeah, vocals, vocals. But B Day, if I if I had vocals. to choose, B Day gets my life every time. There's just yeah. so many hits off of B Day Agreed. that I love. So total Agreed. fizz. Yep. Um, okay, what else you got? Okay, up next, big congratulations to Talisa Garcia, who has become the first trans actress to be cast by Disney oh, in a Lucasfilm production. What film? So she's actually gonna be in um Willow. <laughs> Is this another remake? This no, no, no. Uh, oh, Willow, I think this is, yes, this yeah. is a spinoff. Uh, or it's like a, from Willow the 1980s. Was a movie. Yes. Yeah, in the 80s. Yep. So I've she's going to, so she's going to be, um, uh, she's been cast on this. Uh, and she's going to play like a queen. Um, and the, mo- and she's the mother to Tony Revolori. The TV you, spinoff. You know who that is? 1980s classic. Do you know who Tony Revolori is? I don't know who that uh, is. Mother Tony Revolori's character. Who takes part in the quest? I guess the uh, protagonist. I don't know who that man is. Yeah, but this is the first known occasion in which an openly trans actor has been cast oh, um, in okay. a production from you know this Disney-owned Lucasfilm. Um, this is also the first time, uh, well, at least the first known time, a trans actor has portrayed a cis character um, in a Disney Plus film. It's the first known time. Because it's definitely happened. Yeah, first known time a trans actor has played a cis character in a Disney Plus series or film. I give this a fizz. But I give this a fizz too. I give it. I a don't fizz. know the. I don't know the. I don't know what Willow is from the nineteen eighties, but it's I give actually it a, fizz. a cute movie. It's um got a little person in it who was the protagonist. Okay. Of the movie, and he's like a kid. 
Um, and it's like this fantasy, cute. sci-fi fantasy quest cute. or whatever. It was it was very cute. I remember watching it. And so that's when I said, Willow, I said, oh, God, is this a remake of this movie? But I see it was a TV spinoff. What I was going to say was, is that um, fizz to this, but this don't change the fact that this don't say gay bill, Disney, we still need action on this. <laughs> right. No, that's true. it got passed. So what are we going to do now? That's true. We're not going to hide. Right. We're not going to just throw out this trans person this trans woman um and you try to use her to guard the fact that again if we're still donating to these people who helped pass this bill it's still an issue yeah so no Agreed. okay um and the only other thing i had but I was give it a fizz, yeah yeah i give that a fizz um the other only other thing i had was we get our we got our next little binge watch honey game of thrones is back House yes. of Dragons. I saw that. Yeah. It's set to premiere August 21st of 2022 this year. I'm excited. I'm excited. Everybody is like the Targaryens. We want to know more. And so I hope that they keep I hope they keep the quality of the first four, five seasons of Game of Thrones, not season six or seven. Okay. Um, I hope they kind of keep that level. I hope this is not like drastically different in a sense to where it's tough to follow or just maybe not up to par with what we are. There's huge expectations. Yeah, there's definitely going to be huge ex- expectations. So for I this. hope they get it right. I, I'm hoping they will too, because the, you know, that last, how we ended was not as strong. So I'll give it a fizz uh, because I love, I love the story, but uh, we'll see. We'll see when it comes down to production and story. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch. Obviously, it's Total Fizz. So, um, okay, cool. That's all I had. Okay, well, the last thing, I just wanted to send a quick shout out to Justin Bieber, who um, is doing a really cool thing with his new, uh, with the Justice Tour. Oh, Um, okay. So, as a part of this uh, tour, um, he is providing free therapy uh, for fans as well as his touring crew. Um, and he did this, he did this as a partnership with BetterHelp, um, which is like kind of like an online therapy uh, platform. Right. But what he is doing is, and there's 250 people in his touring crew. I just want to make sure everyone understands that. Uh, but he's going to be offering a uh, free month of therapy to his fans, um, and they can use that for themselves, or they can share it with a friend or family member who needs it, um, and then. For the crew, they get a full 18 months of three free therapy. Um, That's awesome. As a part of this uh, partnership that he has with BetterHelp. So I thought that that was really cool and just like a stand-up thing to do. Um, it would be cool to see if this is kind of become, if this something like this becomes the norm. Um, because I'm sure, yes, there are people that, you know, need mental health help, but they're not going to go to it unless, you know, someone's giving if them that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I love that this is going to kind of put a spotlight on that. Uh, so huge fizz to him and love to see it. Yeah. I, I definitely give this a fizz. I think it's about time. I think um, Ariana Grande has done something similar. I don't know. Cool. She hasn't done like a therapy thing, but she's mm-hmm. provided something at her concerts that was like, Oh, well, that's cool. I, I forget what it was. I think it was her. But yeah, I think it's high time for this. I think what would be even cooler, not to I'm mean, not to downplay what he's doing, but for the 250 crew members, there should be a traveling therapist that just travels with them. A touring is a tough well. I think thing. that this is kind of the way to do it because see, it's all through. It's but like I mean, all online. Just for the, oh no, I'm talking about like in person, like somebody on the payroll, 
as the traveling well, therapist. Well, 250 people, you're going to have to do a lot. The crew. But I'm saying like they would therapists. always be... There were there were all they would always be busy. Obviously, I yeah. mean, so many times people. in a week. Um, <laughs> that's that's quite a caseload. It, 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 okay, so maybe a couple, but I think that that would be cool to just have for the crew members and then provide the the free better help therapy for the fans. Obviously, mm. but I, this I, you got to start somewhere. So it's yeah. a fist for me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a fist. Shout out. Go ahead, Justin. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> um. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, Marcus, it. what are your final thoughts? Ooh, child, this is a long episode. Yo, this is this was way too long. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, let me see. What did we talk about today? I, okay, I, actually, I do have my final thought. And this is a weird one because it was in my mind, but I'm starting to know this a little bit more, notice this a little bit more about myself. I think I want to, I want to be an expert in a certain category. Um, and the reason why I say that is because you brought up something when we were talking about the housewives and um, what's the guy's name? Who's the first Carlos episode King. and the, the in-depth knowledge that he has about mm-hmm. reality TV. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I want to be sort of that source when it comes to pop culture. I feel like there are a lot of things that we talk about that we've also experienced, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like the acting side and the entertainment business and stuff like we've both physically been involved in the entertainment business and kind of, you know I, the general understanding of how it works mm-hmm. and the experiences and stuff that we've been through but i would love to dive deeper into the the workings and knowings of that and how it kind of is reflected through pop culture and current events and stuff and so i think that's what i'm taking away from this episode and it's i want to listen to this podcast because i'm very intrigued now it Uh, it was really good if you're giving it a high recommendation i definitely want to listen to it so that's what i'm taking away yeah um i'm going back to our conversation um surrounding severance and some of those major themes and just kind of talking a little bit about uh the personal fulfillment that we get from work and whether that is part of your identity and whether or not it's a necessary part of your identity can you function without having that personal fulfillment from your job and what kind of space does that put you in um has been something that i've been thinking about recently and so it was cool to kind of see that spill over in um what i'm watching on tv isn't it weird how some the, the 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 i guess the saying is how um Art reflects life. Art or life reflects life, yeah. yeah. It's, isn't it weird how sometimes Definitely. it all lines up like that in the show that you're watching, yeah. but it's also something that you're actively going through? The the part of great, amazing storytelling. Yeah. yeah. So. so. All right. I guess that's it. Yeah. So that's the end of this episode. We'll be back, of course, next week with a brand new one. You, In the meantime, follow us on social media. Yes. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Cold Pop Show facebook at cold pop podcast um we're also on tiktok so find us on tiktok at cold pop show and on youtube also on youtube check out (laughs) that great video content up there um you can find me at trenton rashad on instagram and twitter and you can find me at marcus drew Steele with an e on the end on all the socials that's all folks yeah that's another one in the can Uh, (laughs) until next time pop stars bye see ya